Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. He showed up right when I needed him. He was the right person at the right time. He's incredibly good looking, very witty, sexy, a good lover, not selfish. I'm starting to feel like I want to flee the scene, which is typical for me. And sometimes I want to stay and fight and other times I just want to retreat. And I'm pissed at this point because I know you fucking roofied me. <laughs> you put something in my drink. I don't know what it was, but I'm aware. And you've got me so close and I'm begging, oh my God, in my head. I'm like, please, just please, just, oh, I'm saying all the things I would normally say out loud in my mind, but I'm clenching my teeth because I'm trying to hold it in. But you can feel the spasms. You can feel me clenching up. You have your fingers inside of me. You pull my head up and you're telling me to watch me be fucked. Look at what a slut I am. A dirty little fucking slut. Hey guys, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Well, happy day after Valentine's. I think originally when I was thinking about this episode, I thought we would be, I thought Tuesday was going to be Valentine's Day and I was like, oh, that's perfect. So I had an episode in mind. However, when I realized it's not (laughs) actually Tuesday, it's Monday that's Valentine's Day. Well, that sort of shot my plans there in the toe. So I've come up with something different for this episode. I'm trying something completely, uh, well, different. (laughs) I've never done this before. As you know, or maybe you don't know, one of my biggest inspirations for this podcast was Girl on the Net. And I got to interview her. I think she was one of my first few interviews I ever, ever did on this show. And she is this amazing sex blogger. I would say arguably the best one out there in the world. I mean, she's just amazing, gifted, gifted, talented writer. And she's just, her understanding and, you know, the way she conveys sex and the way she's also lived it in many of these experiences is just so fascinating. And I have so much respect for her. And like I said, got to interview her and I did fangirl over her quite a bit. If you've never checked out her blog, I highly recommend it. It's Girl on the Net. At any rate, she's the one that inspired me. And so when I was interviewing her, she told me that she does this fun thing with her patrons on Patreon where I guess she'll like come up, like she does a reading or just does an impromptu story because she's so talented. And I'm like, how does she come up with this stuff? I mean, it just flows from her. And uh, But she told me that she'll work with her patrons and they do like a live storytelling, basically sexy storytelling. And they give her the elements of the story and then she just creates it right there. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So I'm going to try, bear with me guys, I'm going to try to do the same thing. Now, obviously 
I'm not live on a call with a bunch of people who can just throw some elements out there that I can grab onto. But what I did instead was I just went to my Tumblr and I scrolled through and I looked for location and then some sexy facts. And then I have to build a story around that. So that's what I'm going to do. I'll give you the pictures I pulled up and the what they are. And I'll tell you, you know, the location and the sexy facts in just a second. Before I get into that, I just want to answer just a couple quick emails because it's the day after Valentine's Day. I'm going to pretend like it's still Valentine's Day and get back to a few of you. Just three quick little responses. Okay. So let's see. The first one is from, I'll just say M. Okay. And M asks, how hard was it for you to make the decision you did to get sexual? And I actually had to follow up with M and ask if he could elaborate a bit and get sexual win with with a certain person or after my dry spell. I wasn't sure exactly what he was asking me. And he gets back to me, yes, ma'am, I'm wondering about with a person, what made you want to get sexual with them? So again, I still kind of didn't know if he meant the very first person, if he was talking about Titanic or not. So let me just answer this real, real generally. And hopefully I the answer's in what, what you were looking for, M. So it wasn't hard for me to make the decision to get sexual. If, if you go back and in the beginning of the podcast, what I say is I had been going for three and a half years. No, it was just a self-imposed dry spell. It's not like people weren't interested. I just literally was so focused on other things that I had sort of turned off that side of myself, that sexual side, the side that wanted to explore all that stuff, have fun, have relationships, casual, not casual, whatever, you know, your boyfriend or friends with benefits. I just turned none of it. I was having none of it. And then one day I just literally <laughs> had this light bulb moment and I just thought, what the fuck am I doing? I'm wasting the pretty. I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. And it was a split second thing and it did not, it was like, I completely did a 180, went completely the opposite direction. I just had this moment, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, what are you doing? This is stupid. So that's all it took. And then I very quickly kind of put my business hat on and decided I was going to tackle this problem like I would any business problem and came up with a plan and enacted that plan. And 10 days later, poof, I was having sex with Titanic. So if you're wondering how hard was it for me to make the decision to go with Titanic, it wasn't hard at all. It was, he was really, he showed up right when I needed him. He was the right person at the right time. He's incredibly good looking, very witty, sexy, a good lover, not selfish. I mean, really, honestly, I told him exactly what I was doing. He made that first time, like, kind of like my first time. It was really sweet. I mean, he had, you know, we went out to dinner. We had a hotel room. He had like candles, music. I mean, everything. And it was really good sex. And it had been so long and it just, it kind of felt like the first time all over again. It was very fun without the pain. <laughs> so yeah, it was, all of that was very fluid, easy, and smooth. Like I would say that's probably the, one of the easiest parts of this whole Curious Girl Diaries evolution. Okay. I hope that answers your question, M. And thank you so much for writing in and being a listener. I really appreciate it. Okay. This next one is from a new listener and... She says, hi, Layla, I would like to remain anonymous. I'm a new fan and I must say you are on top of my list. I want to say thank you as you have opened my eyes to endless possibilities without judgment. I've been single now for about two years and was married twice before, but it was always vanilla. It was once a month action and that was it. It's a cliche because I'm not in my 40s and now discovering, I don't know if she meant to say 
well, I'm not in my 40s and now discovering my sexual side. So I, I'm not getting whether you're older than that or younger. It's fun and interesting. I don't know where to begin on how to date again. I have two older boys, so I feel like I'm too young to be an empty nester, but too old to date again. I do want to explore more about my life as single and learn more. Thank you again. Okay, well, uh, mystery lady. <laughs> Yes, you need to get, I don't know. I don't, I, like, like I said, I can't tell whether you're late thirties and, or you're, you're out of your forties and in your fifties. But you know, if you've listened to the show, there's so many people that are a vast majority of age groups that are, that listen, because this problem is universal. It doesn't change because it, you've been married, divorced, your circumstances, really kind of cultivating and prioritizing our sexuality is really what's at the core of this. So you can run it off in the ditch when you're 20. You can run it off in the ditch when you're 30. It could be not so, you could be having it. It's not great in your 20s, 30s and 40s. I mean, there's just so many different scenarios. So I just want you to know that really age isn't the factor here. Let's just take that out. Now, you're kind of stuck with how do I, how do you start to date again? Trust me, I get it. Even after three and a half years, I felt a little awkward about it. So again, that's why I approached it with such a sort of black and white common sense thing. And I just went on some hookup sites, right? Because I just wanted to cover my bucket list. And I wasn't looking for... And I didn't want to just experience one guy. I really wanted to have multiple partners. I knew I wanted to have multiple partners and I had a long list of things. And I quite frankly didn't think one person would want to check all that off with me or the majority of it. And quite frankly, I just didn't know. So it was a bit of a crapshoot, but I thought, well, I better err on the side of caution and and have more options than less options. So you, depending on how you feel, like what you want to do, you can go to, and I, when I say hookup sites, I just mean sites that are geared more towards people that are looking for friends with benefits scenario. They're not necessarily looking for a relationship. And that doesn't mean that you're opposed to a relationship. It just means that you are kind of bumping up the sex talk to the front of the list. Like this is what you're both in it for, and you're going to be discussing this. And this is kind of the like the most likely scenario, not we're going to date for three months, two months, whatever, two weeks, or however long you want to wait. And we're going to see if we're compatible long-term. We're not really leading with that. If you want to lead with that though, you're certainly welcome to. I recommend just go on some standard dating sites, you know, get on some standard dating apps. It's really going to help. The other thing you can do is, of course, you know, ask your friends, people that you know, people that you like. Hey, you know, everybody can give you a referral. It's kind of like, again, let's take the business approach. You want a warm lead. Let them know, hey, I'm single. I'm really, I'd really like to start dating again. I'm just not sure how or, you know, how to even begin. Do you know? So if you know anybody that you think would be good for me, I would love an introduction. And then they can kind of, your friends like will want to help you or people that know you. And that way it's not just a cold putting yourself out there, which can be a little intimidating. But I don't know how old you are, but I'm just telling you right now, you are not too old to start dating again. Your life is not over. I'll tell you when you're too old, the day you die. <laughs> that's when it's that's when you're too old, okay? Until then, until that point, you're not too old to start dating and prioritize your sex life and have fun with it and explore. This is the stuff of life. Staying curious, staying fun, staying playful. Please don't let that go. Please don't put a label on it like there's an expiration date because there isn't. 
There really, really isn't. All right. The next one is, let's see. I think this person's written in before. It says, hola, sweet girl. It's late as fuck, but I wanted to send you this message tonight. So I've always been very curious about women and their lives from the get-go, probably because I come from a family of all boys and I went to an all boys school and my university was also male dominated. So when I see something called for girls only or... (laughs) or the like, my curiosity gets the best of me and I make a beeline towards that place. All this intro to tell you that, of course, I went straight to listen to your For Girls Only posting. It's a beautiful, genuine, touching message intended for ladies only, but in my humble opinion, it should be open to everybody. There's a lot of wisdom and common sense in there, babe. It clearly comes from someone with their fair share of life experience and with a willingness to share it. And just so you know, I've been telling my friends about you. P.S. I can imagine that your orgasm face is the perfect expression of a woman in the middle of intense and awesome sexual ecstasy. So you can relax about that, silly girl. Mwah, Andreas. Oh, and feel free to say my name if you want. Okay, well, I did because you said it was okay. Well, I don't mind that you listen to that. It's really kind of like what you feel is best for you. I did get, it's funny because a long, long time ago, I remember when I was just starting out and I did, I remember when I did that episode, I don't know if I were to record that today, I don't think I would, have prefaced it the same way in the sense that I was saying, okay, this is for girls only. But at the time, I just, that's what I was feeling. So I went with it. It certainly is. I'll redact that a bit and say it certainly is for anybody and everybody that wants to listen to it. And I'm sure that a lot of guys (laughs) didn't honor that and just listen to it anyway, which is fine. And I know that there's also some guys over the years that have said that they skipped it. They're like, well, I, you know, they wanted me to know like, hey, I honored what you asked. (laughs) But looking back on it now, I think it's fine. And even to your point there, I I had somebody that listened to it a long, long time ago and I think left me a bad review on, back then it was iTunes, now it's Apple Podcasts, but back when it was iTunes, I still call it iTunes. They said something like, like they thought my podcast was great until they got to the girls only episode. (laughs) I guess they didn't like the information that was in there. They didn't like what I was saying. It was a guy. And he's just like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Saying like that I'm, I guess the advice I was giving was ignorant or it wasn't a very very favorable review, but I laughed about it because I was just like, well, I asked you not to listen. It's not for you. You're a man. (laughs) Anyhow, there you go. So thank you so much, Andreas. Thank you for being a listener. I always appreciate that. I always love feedback, guys. So these are, it's a great, I, I appreciate you guys reaching out and thank you for letting me answer these on the air. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. Okay. Now let's get into the details. Okay. So Our scenario is this. These are the elements here, okay? A deserted cabin. And so here's the location. It's a deserted cabin. The sexy facts are me on top riding you. You're edging me. Me being tied to the bed 
and you've got me all kind of rigged up and like kind of like as a slave, like I'm fully, you know, my hands are behind my back, my legs are tied. If you pull a rope, pulls my legs up to my head, like I'm laying face down on the bed. And the last element is fucking me in front of the mirror. So I have to now include all of these in my story that I create. And I'm going to do that right now. Now I, what I did was I, I don't know if I mentioned, so I went just, I just went on my Tumblr and I just started scrolling through, boom, 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 boom. And these images popped up and I was like, okay, whatever you think is like, you got, first of all, whatever first location comes up in your thread there, your the people that you're following, you get on there and you're just looking down a wall of posts. And so it was a cabin and it looked remote and deserted. So I'm like, okay, well, I actually didn't look deserted. I should say remote. I think I said deserted cabin, but it's it's just remote cabin. Obviously it's not deserted. We're going there. <laughs> We're going to be there in the story, but very remote. So like there's kind of one way in and one way out. And since, well, as we get, you'll see. So this is just a deserted cabin here. And then as I scroll through too, I, I saw these just pictures of a girl on top writing, a girl being edged, a girl tied up, and then a girl being fucked in front of a mirror. And I could tell the, by the positioning of the guy and his body language, I took that a certain way. Okay, so now I'm going to create my story with those elements, all right? <sighs> it's the first time I've done this. So let me just see. I hope I can be creative enough for you guys. I hope I give you something really exciting and fun and sexy and something that you kind of jack off to or want to masturbate to. The ladies, like I hope this gets, I hope this, I hope this appeals to men and women because it's, I think to me, this is hot. This little story here is going to be hot. Okay. So I'm going to start with kind of the start of the story is it's me and a partner and he and I have been broken up for a while and he reaches out because he doesn't appreciate the way that I handle things in the end and which would not be unusual guys because I'm usually the one that breaks up with someone. This is not me patting myself on the back. It's probably just more like me going, okay, I feel some sort of sense of control. Maybe if I'm the one ending it, even though that's not true, you still feel like shit. There's no, there's really no, (laughs) no hero or gain and that's, side of it. It's just kind of a reactionary thing. But you're not appreciating the way that I handled that in the end. And quite frankly, you're just not one to put up with my shenanigans. You've never been one to put up with my bullshit. And it's kind of one of the things that always made our relationship go very well. So I agree, you know, you call me up and I want to clear the air about some things. And I'm feeling guilty because yeah, I know I didn't handle things well in the end and I could have done it better and I should have done it better. So of course, and given our history and our background, I'm going to meet with you because I don't want, there's unfinished business. There's, and I, I hate unfinished business. I can feel it. You can feel it. It's been lingering. It's sort of time to just clear the air. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm expecting, but I definitely would love to stop maybe feeling as shitty as I do and maybe believe it's going to help both of us. So I agree to meet with you. We go to a bar. And of course, I'm really nervous when I go there. It's the first time I've seen you in quite a while. And the feelings I have are still very much alive. And we did not break up over uh, lack of feelings or passion or any of that stuff. And so... I'm nervous. I get there. There you are. Like when I see you for the first time, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, fucking A. I still feel it. I'm still feeling it. Like it was, it's like I just saw you two days ago. There's no, it's like no time has passed. And we sit down and you ask me what I'd like to drink. And so you go up to the bar and you get our drinks. And I'm watching you the whole time. I'm just watching you. I'm watching the way your body moves. I'm watching everything about you, all the things I used to watch and pay attention to. And it feels so surreal to see this stuff right in front of me again. Like, holy shit, there he is. (laughs) 
<gasps> the man that used to rock my world. And you come back with the drinks and you sit down and I'm a little overwhelmed, to be honest. And so I just let you know, I need a minute. I got to go to the bathroom and I'll be right back. And I go, go to the bathroom. Now I'm acting cool. You don't, I don't know that you know that I'm nervous as hell, that my heart's pounding out of my chest. My face is flushed. I just, I feel like I'm sweating. I don't have to go to the bathroom. I just need to get in front of the mirror and like look myself in the eyes and like give myself a pep talk. Like, okay, girl, you got to pull it together. Pull it together. Came here. He needs something out of this interaction. You need something out of this interaction. Get your head straight. Go back out there. Let's get the result that you want. So I head back out, sit down. The minute I sit down, we're sitting at a table where it's like, I sit down next to you. I don't sit across from you. I sit down next to you. And you kind of put your hand on my knee and on my leg and just out of like, I don't know, I guess habit, I automatically just sort of drape one leg across your knee. And the minute I do that and I feel that connection, I just feel, you know what? And your hand is resting right on my knee. I just feel very, very calm and centered and relaxed. And so we kind of start with a light conversation and then it starts to build. And now we're getting into some of the elements that feel a little dicey to me, feel a little blame. I'm feeling the I'm feeling the truth of what I did to you and also what you did to me. And it's all coming back. And I'm I'm starting to feel like I want to flee the scene, which is typical for me. And sometimes I want to stay and fight, and other times I just want to retreat. And all of a sudden I'm getting this urge to just retreat. But you say a couple of things that are button pushers. And I think you knew it. I think you saw what was coming. I think you saw like me pulling back a little bit, but you needed me to stay engaged. And in order to do that, you pushed a few buttons. But when you did that, the conversation sort of started to spiral. And I could feel that as we're going back and forth, we weren't really getting anywhere. And I felt like I was going to say some things I didn't want to say. So I just decided, fuck it, I'm out of here. This just isn't, I don't know, this isn't our day. You know, maybe we can do this another time. Maybe it's too soon. I don't know. It's not going well. So I finished my drink. <laughs> that was enough of liquid courage. It didn't give me enough courage. <laughs> it's only it's only giving me enough courage to get the fuck out of there and get to my car. So I'm on my way to my car, like walking as fast as I can. And I'm tall and I have a very long stride when I really open up and go. <laughs> it's um, short of running. I'm going as fast as I can pass, possibly walk just in a direct line to my car. And as I'm going, I could hear somebody behind me and I'm like, oh shit, it's you. You're fucking, what? No, I need to get away. I'm Now I'm starting to panic a little bit because I'm like, I need to get away. So I turn around very quickly because my about 10 steps from my car, I turn around and I said, I'm here, I'm at my car, it's fine. Because I'm thinking, well, maybe you just want to make sure I get to my car okay. The second I turn around, I whiz around, all of a sudden I feel very, very lightheaded. And I don't quite get the full sentence out. And I start to sort of fall forward and you catch me. I put my hand, I start to put my hand up to my head and say, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening. And then boom, I'm out. You quickly pick me up, throw me over your shoulder, put me in your car and start driving. Now I'm aware of what's going on, but I'm not able to move. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What is he doing? And I can cognitively think what everything, I can think everything. And I'm pissed at this point because I know 
you fucking roofied me. (laughs) You put something in my drink. I don't know what it was, but I'm aware. So you, and right now I'm just staring at your crotch because you didn't prop me up and buckle me in because my head would be slumping and maybe that would look funny driving down the street. So I'm in your lap and like my head and my eyeball is right on your zipper. (laughs) And I'm thinking, what is this motherfucker doing? And I'm getting more and more pissed. After driving for what seems like forever, we pull up and I don't hear any more sounds. I'm not hearing I'm not hearing the sounds of the city and I'm not hearing traffic and other things. And I'm hearing kind of crunching under the tires and I'm like gravel. And I'm like, where the fuck are we? You take me out of the car, sling me back over your shoulder. Now I can see your feet and gravel and dirt and kind of like dust and weeds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where the fuck is this guy taking me? Is this like the Unabomber shack? Like, where are we going? You bring me in to a very cold, unheated cabin. This is the first thing I'm noticing. It's a cabin, rustic floors. I can only see what is in my line of sight being slung over your shoulder, but I can see what's on the ground. So I do see like a wood-burning stove, the base of it. I see the wood floors. You're tall enough that I do have... uh, Quite, there's a bit of a distance from my head and the floor. So I do have somewhat of a view, but I can't rotate my head or I'm, I still can't, my body still can't do what I need it to do as far as standing up, picking my head up, any of that stuff. So you take me in to a bedroom and you lay me face down on the bed. And then you realize face down is not where you want me. So you flip me over because you start removing my clothes. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Now I'm not panicked like you're going to rape me because. I know you, like you're not that kind of guy, but something's going on here and I just don't know what it is. You're getting my clothes off, flip me back over, close her off, and then I see ropes come out. Very similar to what I've seen before during our sex play. The way you bring them out, they're nice and neat and organized. You throw them on the bed and you start tying me up. I am basically hogtied. And when you pull on the rope, pulls my head up, pulls my feet up to my head, You're checking to see if everything's right. You're checking to see if the pressure's right. Nothing's being obstructing blood flow. You're very meticulous about this stuff. And you're also checking to see if the comfort level or the way my head articulates as you pull it up with my legs and if that looks right, if you can lift my head up and and look me in the eyes, which you're doing. There seems to be a method to your madness. But still, I can't talk. I can only look and see what I can see when you pull my head up. Otherwise, I'm looking, you're nice enough to switch my head to the side, but I'm looking at like the sidewall of the room. So not so long after that, I'm starting to wake up and I'm able to talk and I'm pissed. I am motherfucking pissed. What the fuck is going on? What are you doing? Well, basically, you just let me know in no uncertain terms. Here's the deal. I'm going to give you some choices that you didn't give me, sweetheart. We're going to stay here until you're begging me to fuck you. We're not leaving until you do. We're in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phone coverage. You can't get run. You can't go to the neighbors. You're stuck here with me until we work this shit out. Of course, I'm pissed. I'm giving you every expletive that I'm known to man. My mouth is getting more and more vile. I'm pissed. I don't want to be there. I just don't like the fact that you're taking over, although it's familiar because you always kind of did that when we were together. 
So basically the rules are I can earn some clothes back. I can earn a blanket. If I do certain things, if I answer certain questions, if I'm nice, you have all these fucking parameters and I'm pissed because A, I don't have any control, none. And B, I think we both want the same thing anyway, but I'm going to fight it every step of the way. So as we start going through things and I'm having to answer you, I get exhausted and I'm pissed, but you're staying calm. Like you are not wavering. You're not showing one bit or shred of emotion, except when you start touching me as I'm hogtied and you can pull my head up and pull my feet back and they're split open. So you can have every angle that you want and do whatever you want. And you start putting your hands on me through my hair and on my face, down my neck, across my shoulder blades, down my back. And at one point you get on top of the bed and you straddle me And you put your hands on my clit and you start touching my pussy and you're whispering in my ear and my body starts to do what it always did. The minute you were near me and the minute you touched me, it got extremely turned on. My nipples are getting hard. I have goosebumps head to toe. And as pissed as I am, I cannot fight it. I cannot fight our attraction, our chemistry, And the way you touch me and the things that you say, you're pulling my hair and you're just about to make me come. You can feel it. I try to pretend like I'm not getting turned on, but you feel it. The wetness gives me away and I'm so pissed at my body for betraying me right then and there, but there's nothing I can do but not respond and act like I don't care and act like I don't need that touch, but I really do. God, I fucking need it so bad. And you've got me so close and I'm begging, oh my God, in my head, I'm like, please, just please, just, oh, I'm saying all the things I would normally say out loud in my mind, but I'm clenching my teeth because I'm trying to hold it in. But you can feel the spasms. You can feel me clenching up. You have your fingers inside of me. You can feel everything going on. And right as I'm about to come, you stop. Then you get off and you start talking. Now that you've got my attention, you say, here's what I need to tell you. And you just lay it out there. You let me know that you're in control, that I'm still yours, and that's obvious to you. And you're done with this bullshit, that we're going to have as much time as we need for me to earn my way out of that cabin. And the only way out is for me to beg to be fucked. And you'll know if I mean it or not, because you know me and you know my body and there's no hiding it. So you put one of my legs down and you put a shackle around it and you chain me to the bed. Then you undo all the ropes and I'm sort of free to move about. Well, I'm just pissed now and this cabin's fucking cold and I hate being cold. So while you're starting a fire and getting the wood burning stove going, I'm sitting there and I'm fucking fuming. And I'm like, how do I get the fuck out of here? I can only walk literally to the bathroom or the bed right now. That's as much chain as I have to move around. Oh, at least I get to go pee in private or somewhat. So I do. I wash my face. I brush my teeth. At least you were nice enough to get toiletries and things like that that I would need. But my clothes, are nowhere within my reach. And there's one bed and one blanket. 
clearly we're going to be sleeping together. Now that it is time for bed, I am not having it. I'm just like, you know what? No, thank you. I will sleep over in this little corner. So I try to be this big badass and get over in the corner of the room on the hardwood floor. It's freezing. And I am the one thing I cannot stand is to be cold. And you know this, you already knew it. So you're forcing me to get in that bed with you. Well, not forcing me. It's like freeze to death or get in the bed with me. You're naked and I'm naked. This bothers me to no end. But after a few hours of trying to be tough, I realize I'm not and I give in and I get in the bed. But I'm hoping you'll just stay the fuck away from me, stay on your side. So I'm on the very, very, very edge of my side of the bed. And I get under the covers, turn to my side, turn my back to you and just try to fall asleep. Well, apparently I do because I wake up in the middle of the night and we're in the middle of the bed and you're spooning me. And I'm awakened to this big hard-on building between my legs. I quickly look over my shoulder and you're right there looking in my eyes. You don't say anything, but I know that look. And then you start touching me and you're playing with my nipples and you're playing with my tits and you're starting to bite me. Oh my God, because you know how much I fucking love that. I love it when you sink those teeth into me. Just right to the point where I cry out a little bit and then you stop and you reach your hand down. And again, just going right for my clit. You're not putting a lot of pressure on there. You're just teasing me, just teasing it. Then you go all around my pussy, all around my thighs, building it up, building it up. And then you pull me onto my back. You start sucking on my nipples and biting on them. And you know, I cannot even stand that. That is so good. That is my fucking kryptonite right there. You're licking and biting and licking and biting. And I only know this is going to go one direction. You start moving down and down across my stomach, passing over my ribs. You're making your way down to my pussy with your mouth. And all the while, those big, strong hands are touching me so softly. It's almost a tickle. And that touch that's right on the verge of a tickle drives me crazy because I don't like to be tickled, but super, super soft when I'm anticipating like, oh my God, it's going to turn into a tickle. Oh my God, he's going to tickle me. And then you don't. And then you'll grab a little firmer and you keep biting and you're leaving marks all the way down my stomach and on my tits, bruises and bites. I won't be able to hide those from anybody, even if I wanted to. And you're heading down to my pussy and you start to slowly lick around. And you're breathing so hard on my clit. Oh God, and I'm just dying. I can feel it. The anticipation is killing me. And then you stop. And I look at you and now I'm even more pissed. He's like, you got to beg me. You got to beg me for it. You got to tell me what you want. You know you need it. You know you want it. You know I'm the one that you want it from. Don't need to be proud right now. Just say it. Well, of course, I'm not ready to give in. No fucking way. But you're not giving in either. So you flip me over and you start massaging me. And you're always so good with that. The erotic massage. Oh my God. The way you'll put your big hand, you'll start like with my head and you'll put it in my hair and then you'll crunch it up and tug on the hair a little bit. You start working your way down all along my back and on my arms. And your hands, 
oh my God, they're amazing. They've always been amazing. Every fucking touch sets me on fire. I'm dying. And there's this spot right around my pussy that's getting wetter and wetter and wetter. It's dripping onto the bed and the sheets are getting more and more soaked as your hands are moving down slowly to my ass. You start to play around with my asshole, sticking a finger in there. You've got another finger inside my pussy, rubbing my G-spot. And then you take him out and you're just massaging around my pussy, around it. And I'm like, God damn it, just fucking touch it. Touch my clit, do it. It's all that I'm thinking in my head, but you won't do it. You won't fucking do it. Then you flip me over onto my back and you bring out my other kryptonite the Hitachi. But you're telling me that this time you're in control and this one's got batteries and I get 30 seconds to come or you're going to stop. And you put it on me and you put it right on my clit, right in that perfect spot. And you've got your fingers in me and you're building me up and building me up and I'm so close. And then, oh, I can't make it. I can't fucking do it. I'm still mad. I still don't want to totally let go. You're telling me to let go. You're coaxing me. You're egging me on. And you're kind of making fun of me, calling me your dirty little slut. Some things never change. You know my body better than I do, that it's yours and that you get to say, you're going to take what you want and I'm going to beg you to do it. My head's fucking swimming right now. I My body's going crazy. My head is swimming. I'm trying to stay logical. It's killing me. You're killing me. Why are you doing this? All you answer is, you know why. You know exactly why. You deserve this. You're a little cum slut. You're my little cum slut. And you'll always be my little cum slut. After several more times of you edging me, I'm about to cry. You know I fucking hate it. You know how much I hate to be edged. The last time we did this seriously, I thought I was going to lose my mind. You know how to get me right to that point where I'm almost crying out literally crying, begging. I need to come so bad. I can't think. It's like, it feels like I've been in the desert for 20 days and I'm thirstier than I've ever been. It's not just a thirst. It's like in my core, how bad I need it, how bad I need it from you. And you know exactly what to do. You know how to push me to that point. And you do it relentlessly. You're not sorry. You're methodical. And I'm sitting there just about to break. And finally I do. I'm like, please, please fuck me. I need it right now. I need you to put your dick in me. Please fuck me right now. And with that, you undo the shackle and you put me on top of you. I mean, literally impale me on top of your big fucking cock. And it's stabbing. It's right on my uterus. It's so fucking hard and so big. I literally curl over and gasp, putting my hands on your chest for relief. I cannot sit up straight. I can't take it. It's too much. You smack my ass and you tell me to sit the fuck up and ride that cock. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm trying. I'm really trying. And you know how kind of uncoordinated I am when I'm on top. So you grab my hips and start dragging me up and down and up and down across your pubic bone and along the length of your cock. And I am fucking going crazy. I'm getting wetter and wetter and wetter and it's dripping down across your balls, down your ass, right onto the spot that I made earlier. And it's just getting bigger and bigger and wetter and wetter. 
and I'm so close to coming. You can see it. You can see my stomach. You can feel my legs starting to wrap around you and grip your sides. You see the look on my face. You know how my body twitches. And then you tell me to stop. And you literally lift me off you like nothing, like I'm two pounds. You wrap your arm around my waist and drag me into the bathroom. You pull my head back. You grab my hair. You part my legs. And then you enter me from behind. I put my hands on the sink. I want to look down. I want to look away. I don't want to watch what's going on. You pull my head up and you're telling me to watch me be fucked. Look at what a slut I am. A dirty little fucking slut. You knew I wanted it. This is what I needed. Stop denying it. There's nobody that can make me feel like this but you. And I fucking know it. I have to sit there and watch as you fuck me relentlessly. And I see that look on your face. And I know that look. I know when you mean business. And you're not stopping. You're not going to stop until you come so deep inside of me. And I'm coming all over your cock. And you won't let me though. I'm ready to come all over your cock. You tell me not to. I have to ask permission. I hate that too. I hate when I have to ask permission. I just want to do it. You're telling me I better not. And I know it. I know I shouldn't. So I go ahead and ask. I need to come. Please let me come. You tell me to come for you. The second I hear that, this is like something goes off in my body. It's like a bell. I just can't fucking stand it. When I hear you telling me, commanding me, owning me, that I come for you, oh my God, there's nothing like that. There's, you know it. You know. You know what that does to me. And I just start coming over and over and over. This is like a minute-long orgasm. Spasm and spasm, wave after wave. I'm also squirting all over your cock. I can't believe how much is releasing out of me right now. There's a huge puddle on the floor and you're mocking me a little bit for it. Look at that dirty little slut. That's my dirty little slut. There she is. I knew she was there. You can pretend all you want, but you and I both know who you belong to. Who owns your ass? This pussy is mine and you want me to say it and I have to say it and I do say it. And then you say, say it again, say it louder. You're growling in my ear and I'm screaming it out as I'm coming again and you let me and you let me come and come and come. And then I know what's going to happen next because I can feel it. I know when you're going to come. I see that look on your face. Whew, looks could kill. I'm telling you, sometimes you get that look and I just know he's going to explode every fucking thing he has right now in my pussy. I'm going to be sopping wet and cum's going to be dripping down my thigh in about one, two, three, four, five seconds. And you just unload in me. And I always try to get away. I always try to run from your cock because when you're in that mode, you are fucking slamming it up against my cervix. I am dying. It's this pleasure and pain perfectly matched and mixed together. There's not a lot like it. But when I'm having one of those orgasms, they're so strong. I'm coming on your cock as you're filling me up and coming deep inside of me. I can't handle it. I can't stand it. My legs start to buckle. 
but you're holding me up because you're not letting me run. You're not letting me go anywhere. You're not letting me move until you're absolutely done with every second, every pulse, every bit of cum you can pump inside me. And then after we're done, you agree to let me go. Tell me I can put my clothes back on, get cleaned up. We get back in your car and you drop me off back at my car. You keep your eyes straight forward and you say, well, the ball's in your court. It's up to you. And as I stand there with my mouth gaping open, you start to accelerate just a little bit so that the car door is clear of my body and you accelerate more and it closes and off you go. And I'm just left with a lot to think about. Well, there we go, guys. I don't know. (laughs) I'm probably not the best fantasy person off the top of my head, but that was really just my first stab at it. I think if I practiced, I could get better, but... I don't know. I think I'll give this one like a C plus and there's definitely room to improve. And who knows, maybe I'll start practicing it more or maybe if I start a Patreon or when I start my Patreon, it'll be something I do with my patrons because I really love the idea of it. I thought it was so well done, uh, you know, so clever. And like I said, the girl on the net is (sighs) extremely talented, extremely gifted. I don't even imagine that I'm even close to what the way she does it. I'm sure I pale by comparison, no doubt. But that was kind of fun. Thank you for letting me just live out a fantasy with you. I've always had these uh, sort of like kidnap me, force me, forcing me against my will, consensual non-consent has always been something that, you know, for me is hot. Again, I always have to clarify, this is just, these are fantasies. And if I ever did engage in something like this, I mean, depending on who it was, I think if it's somebody I already knew and had a relationship, they could pull this off without me getting too pissed. <laughs> Even if I didn't consent to it in the beginning. But definitely I've I've had some consensual non-consent fantasies and it's been on my list. And someday I do hope to act those out, live those out with someone. It just is hot to me. It's, I don't know why. Can't explain it, but I, I love it. I love having to submit. I I love feeling like, because I want to, I think it's easy, because of course I want to with the right person, but I don't want them to know that. I think it's easier if they, if I get to feel like, well, they kind of forced me into it. They coerced me. <laughs> that I can save face a little bit. You know, my ego's not as bruised, but there you go. All right, guys. Well, happy day after Valentine's Day. Sorry I didn't catch you on Valentine's. I hope you had a lovely day. And if, you know, you're you're with the one you love or you love the one you're with, either way. All right, everybody stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't hesitate to reach out and go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. You can leave me a voicemail. You know, I love those. I've got some voicemails to get back to, by the way, and I will be doing that soon. Okay, take care, guys. Until next time, bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. 